You ready? Yeah, let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Hidden Doors and High Scores, a podcast where four dudes talk about games. I'm Austin. I'm Garrett. I'm John. And I'm Chris. And today we're talking about GTFO, which is a really intense four-player co-op survival horror shooter. It's got a lot of adjectives. The basic plot is that you are uh, prisoners and you're sent into like an underground facility to carry out tasks for the warden the who warden. is mysterious and whatnot. And mostly they, those texts are just like finding these items or artifacts or whatever. And there's monsters and it's really dark and scary. And that's kind of the whole point of the game. And uh, this game is really interesting to me because it's different from like, I mean, really any other survival horror shooter game in the sense of like Left 4 Dead or like anything else where like you kind of can just run and gun a lot of the time. And this game is like really about being quiet and not waking up the scary monsters. So the developers of this game is a company out of the Swedes, the Swedish, it's 10 chambers. Uh, they are all veterans of the industry. Uh, they are founding members of Overkill Software and the designers behind Payday franchise. So they kind of know what they're doing. Kind of. Payday is kind of a shit show. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, hey, we'll talk. We can talk about that another day. But they've got a good mission with coming together as a, as a collective. They're, they're, basically, their, their motto is, we're game developers hell-bent on bringing you the most epic cooperative experience that is possible. So, yeah, well, let's just dive right into it. Let's get into this, what we think about the game and how, how well they've brought us a co-op experience. Okay, so I'll just start off a little bit. I love this game as a co-op experience. This is one of the most co-op-y co-op games that I've ever played in the sense that you actually all have to be on the same page. You all have to be talking to each other. You all have to do things very simultaneously or shit hits the fan and you're all going to die. Instantly, and it, this game, yeah, this game goes from zero to a hundred very, very quickly. There's lots of rooms where these there's these like sleeping monsters, and you can sort of assassinate them one at a time very quietly if you're all, you know, moving slowly. Nobody's got your lights on, and you take them out one at a time. Or like if there's a big group of them, then you all got to group up together and be like, okay, guys, on three, one, two three stab and you can take them all out which is great it also means that you know if somebody's new to the game or if somebody is uh not on their game for the night then one little fuck up will alert the entire room and then suddenly there's a giant swarm of monsters and you're all running backwards panic firing into the darkness and usually about to die panic firing into the darkness is how you wake up more monsters and then Even it's more just, monsters. it just yeah. snowballs and and ammo is very limited in this game so so if you have to use your gun it is a problem later on right yeah exactly that's why you want to be able to sneak through those rooms and kind of kill those monsters one at a time if you just go into every room 
guns blazing when you actually you have to fight a bunch of enemies you'll there'll be like these doors that you have to get through and they're the doors are alarmed so once you get to that door you know you're going to get a swarm of enemies and you got to set up and try and get ready to deal with them but if you've busted all your ammo in the last four rooms killing a bunch of sleeping guys you are screwed when it comes to that thing because you just won't have enough ammo to get through the horde it is a little frustrating because like a run in this game can take you an hour an hour and a half and sometimes you're 45 minutes into that and then one of your teammates does something stupid and then everyone dies and it's it's very hard not to be like come on dude fuck we gotta do all that shit again like that it's very frustrating yeah and also keeping a group of four together for an hour and a half to maybe two hours is just hard to do in general to be locked into a game for that long yeah now austin you you've been playing off their discord you've had some good successes i assume today right you played yeah so i i wanted to try out kind of all the different ways to play this game first of all i've tried to play this game like solo or with just one other person (laughs) no that is not possible is not the best (laughs) uh i've tried it well i've tried it without ai that's just not possible oh yeah you just don't have (laughs) enough bullets i've tried it with the ais they are also not good. They will accidentally wake up rooms full of sleeping monsters. They will not shoot at enemies who are at their feet. They're, they're bad. They suck. But luckily, this game has a very vibrant Discord server and a very vibrant Discord community. I actually tried it out a few times, and it is so easy and so nice. You go on the server. You go to looking for group North America. You type in, need three more to run level and you just pick a voice channel people pop in there you send them the little code i got a game every time in less than five minutes i had a full team of four to run it with nice not only that the people i played with i played with a couple different groups everyone was like pretty nice everyone was actually trying to work together like nobody was being a dick nobody was trolling nobody was like rage quitting everyone was just like hey we're all here to do this together. Come on, guys. We can do it. Wait, are you, were you playing this on the internet, though? Like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I know. I know, right? I'm confused. <laughs> I know. It was people on the internet, and they weren't being dicks. Now, they did draw dicks with the map. That's okay. Uh, okay. That's, that's fine. I mean, that's okay, why. There, there you give you someone a drawing tool in a game, it's going to be a dick. Oh, it's just going to happen. Yeah, everyone's guilty of that. <laughs> yep. Yep. But, uh, but I was impressed. I was impressed with the Discord server. Uh, don't use the in-game matchmaking. It sucks. Oh, but okay. if you need to find a group, even if you don't have friends to play this with, go on the Discord. There are people there who are totally happy to like guide you through from your first mission onward. Nice. There were people in there saying, like, hey, willing to carry any mission. Let me know. That is cool because this game has little to no tutorial system that i experienced like it just drops you straight into a mission and you just have to go like my first time playing this game ever was with the three of you and everything i learned about it was told to me over discord you get to pick you know what equipment you bring with you your loadout or whatever and you get you know two different guns and like a melee weapon and this other like equipment thing and i was just you guys were like oh do the i can't remember what it's called like the scanner or something like that and like it's not called the scanner it's called like the biotech 
D thing or something like that. And I was like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Because <laughs> the game just doesn't explain anything to you at all. That biotech, the, the bioscanner thing is like, honestly, my favorite tool in the game. Now that I've played with all of them, like, it just tells you like where enemies are, which is really, really useful in a horror game when everything's dark and you can't see them. Well, also, I love the fact that it looks like the scanner from Alien, like the oh, Alien yeah. movies. Yeah. Inspiration yeah. scanner. Uh, anybody else want to talk about any other, like, yeah, the weapons and the toolkits and shit? I know none of us really use it, but when Broach plays with us, Broach uses Seafoam, and, like, that one run we just did the other night when we had that Seafoam grenade, that saved our lives. Yeah, so that's, like, containment foam that you spray on the ground, or you can, like, fortify like a, a door with it. sticky foam, essentially. Yeah, and that's good, because the enemies are fast mm -hmm. another thing they added to this game that makes it a little bit easier is as you play missions you'll get these little boosters that oh, you yeah. can use they're like mm -hmm. one-time use items for a mission um that'll just give you like extra health or extra melee damage or whatever and um when you when you finish a mission whether you succeed or fail you'll get like one or two more of those so after a few failed attempts at a mission you'll usually have enough little boosters that you can help yourself get through. And they are pretty beneficial. Like I, I felt like when we weren't using boosters, we'd have trouble no, maybe sometimes win, kind of sometimes not. But when everyone used their boosters, we'd win every time. Well, that was the thing about the, the one we played the other day, Garrett, when you and I joined into Austin's game yeah. that was already running, is it didn't let us pick boosters. In fact, it didn't even let us pick our loadout. It was just whatever we had done in our previous rundown, which one, so we're using equipment that isn't necessarily like guns and stuff that aren't necessarily good for that rundown. And two, didn't let us get those upgrades. So we were just getting just demolished every time we went into scrap, you know? And also poison fog. Poison and also poison. Oh my! <laughs> poison fog is the worst. Uh, but it is cool. Uh, I will say they actually one of the things that I really like in this game, and this is a very small studio that made this. The lighting and the fog effects in this game actually look amazing. Oh, they look great. Yeah, yeah, they're miserable to deal with because you know, <laughs> monsters in the dark. But the the you were when when we were playing that you were saying, hey guys, like if you turn your flashlight off, it's actually easier to see. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. the light reflecting off the fog is, like, realistic. You know? Yeah. Like, it's oh, yeah. just like in real life, it is easier to see in the fog if you don't shine a light directly in front of your face. Like, yep, yeah. The atmosphere and the, the level design in this game is incredible. Like, they were just, you know, I, I usually try to make, I usually would make fun of them for saying, like, that their game is epic or whatever. Like, but it really is in that sense. Like it, they did such a good job with the atmosphere, like trying to make it just kind of creepy and scary. Like it's still scary when you open a door and it's just pitch black and you can see the fog rolling out from inside. You're like, Fuck, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. We got to go in there. And then someone's on the radar and they're like, there's 10 guys in front of us right now. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Hinting at the monsters in the dark without just like putting them right in front of you. And that's really scary. Like mm -hmm. having to fumble in the dark and not knowing if around the next corner there's going to be death is it's great. I mean, it's what a horror game should feel like. This just is it kind of tops them all. Like just the sense of like, especially because the game is so slow paced and like, you know, and you have to be like, you know, your friends are in your ears, like on your headphones playing with you, like talking. And like, I noticed that we were talking like 
kind of quietly. It's like the monsters yeah. can't hear us on Discord, <laughs> but like it's just that it just conveys that sense, like where it gets everybody in that mode of like, you know, we are scared and therefore talk more quietly. Yeah, yeah. I think it really nails almost the exact feel of the movie Aliens, where it's like very tense, very quiet, like sneaking through stuff. And then at some point it hits that like climax and it's like full action, unload your guns, crazy, you know, hordes of monsters coming at you from every direction. And then it like gets calm and quiet again. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anytime someone makes like one little mistake and wakes up the horde, you feel like full action movie. Oh shit. Okay. Everyone (laughs) to the left. We got to get a turn up, get a turn up, go. (laughs) Yeah. It's great. Uh, Also, I'd say the, the locked little boxes that make the loud noises that I tend to screw up on a little bit. Yeah, there's like a little game that you gotta play. (laughs) Oh my god! Really loudly. Literally, literally, I had a booster that made it so I could never fail. I'm like Garrett, stop! I'll do it. And he's like, boop! Every two seconds, I'm like Garrett, stop! I have the booster. Yeah, they just hear me on Discord. Me fail. Shit! (laughs) (laughs) Shit! (laughs) We're literally all yelling at him, like, dude, stop it! You're gonna wake everyone up. (laughs) And he's like, no, no, no! I got this one. I got it. I got it. I got it this time. You should talk about maybe a little bit of the structure of like how they do the game because it's not like a campaign the way this game works is like for two three months the game will be in one particular what they call a rundown but it's like it's like a campaign and when you complete all of that you'll get some rewards also you'll get more like lore about the game and what's kind of going on the further and deeper you get but basically, if you can complete all of the, the missions in that, let's say, two months, the game is not over. What happens is every couple months, these developers put out an entirely new set of missions, uh, which is called a rundown. And the old one goes away. And now there's a whole new set of enemies and new challenges to take on every time. So it's like, it's not quite just like infinite endless levels and it's not quite like a single campaign the developers are slowly revealing more and more information about the world and like the characters in it and also more and more enemies and new tricks that they have up their sleeve so it's really cool to sort of watch the game slowly develop as we go yeah i will say i i looked up some of the enemies and there's bosses that I haven't seen yet. We, we haven't done a haven't, boss. We haven't no. got to the bottom. But there's fours. bosses. That's awesome. I, yeah, I would love to do that. Bottom rows. It's, it makes this game like almost infinitely replayable, right? Because like, oh yeah, they're just changing things constantly. It's, I think that's so cool. And like, and the the levels are already replayable. They ha- already have like high replay value because because of the random spawns, right? Like the the level will never be in the same structure that you play it at any time but like just the fact that they take those levels away and then there are new ones well and the gameplay is so challenging and interesting that like kind of like elden ring you could replay the same dungeon and still be satisfied doing it like just playing it with a different group of people or yeah you know with different mm-hmm. friends or even doing it again just to farm some boosters because it's intense and fun to like coordinate through and get through a room and do it really well. Yeah. I have to say the, the, like the coordination aspect of this game is, is easily my favorite part of it. It's the best I've ever seen. I love any co-op game. We've talked about it 
we talk about co-op games a lot before, but this is just unreal for four people to have to work together in this way. I love it. Yeah. You, you yeah. need to constantly be talking to each other and yeah, you have to, you yeah, you cannot go off by yourself. You will die. And not only will you die, your entire team will die. Chris, you want to talk about the music? Yeah. So um, the music in GTFO was composed by a guy named Simon Vickland, who is Swedish, obviously, because everybody in this company is Swedish. He's done a ton of games, but most famously, probably uh, two of the the Tom Clancy Ghost Recon games he composed music for and Payday 1 and 2, which, you know, mostly done by pretty much the same group of people, although under the a different, basically a different studio, mostly the same director and same game designers and stuff like that ton of other games this guy's been in the been in the industry for like 20 25 years i'm sure people would recognize other titles but that's all i'm gonna say right now the soundtrack for gtfo is different i think than anything else we've reviewed so far on this podcast because it's more it's more atmospheric than musical you know what i mean it's not like there aren't there aren't tracks in this I mean, there are, there's like a combat theme and like, you know, sort of the, the title theme and, and some things like that. But, but the rest of the game doesn't really have that. It is really just more atmosphere. And what, what is interesting is not really the music itself. It's not really what it's playing. It's how it chooses what to play the game. Like it's, they designed this really complex system for the game to choose audio cues and those include a bunch of like kind of insane things like so line of sight for your enemies is kind of obvious right but like the game will almost instantly change the soundtrack like you know how you can if there's a bunch of enemies coming you could close a door in front of them and they will like break the door down a little bit the game will instantly change the music when that door closes down when the enemies no longer have like immediate line of sight on you and then when the door breaks down, it will change the music back to the combat theme, like almost instantaneously. So that's kind of an obvious thing. But also, if you have low ammo, the soundtrack will change. When you pick up ammo, the soundtrack will change. When one of your teammates goes down, the soundtrack will change. It is crazy the amount of like, the amount of things they took into consideration for the computer to like, analyze at any given moment of the game and choose like to pick up the sound or take down the sound or play a particular sound effect or not play a sound effect or and this and that it's crazy they were trying to create a sense of like dread and vulnerability because of how unpredictable that sound is and honestly i think they nailed it like we were talking about how they nailed the horror aspect with the lighting and you know the monster design and the level design and this and that and like the music is so tied into that in a way that is some of the best I've ever seen. It's just great. Like, and again, it's not really like music. It's just kind of like eh, weird soundscapey stuff. And then, but there is a combat theme and the combat theme is really intense and it's pulsing and it's electronic and it's got a lot of drums that just beat really fast and stuff. And like, that's okay. But like, where it, where it really does its work is in those in-between moments, I think. Oh yeah, literally... Uh, last night when we were playing, you're like, no, there's one guy still here. I can still hear the music. And that's so important in a game like this, right? We're, we're because yeah. like, because you can't see because it's pitch black. Like you, you need that cue 
it's kind of just a good UI thing. Like, it's just like, you're telling your player what is what is going on and like what they should be doing, which is good. But also like, yeah, it does, it's still intense. It's like, this is the intense part's not over. And then when you hear that, that little cue saying like the combat theme's over, you're like, okay, I can, everybody can chill, like get out your med pack, like take a breath, you know, oh, you can open the next door now. Like I can breathe and yell at Garrett for failing the damn fucking locks. Every <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even that, like, like that, it, if someone is doing that, the game plays a different, like, some different stuff for everyone else. And like, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but the closer you are to the person doing that, the louder you can hear that sound. Oh yeah. Yeah. I definitely yeah. Which is yeah. so cool. Yeah. That's so cool that it doesn't play the same sound for everyone, even though you're yeah. playing, you know, that four player co-op. Uh, all right. I think let's talk final thoughts. So this game is 40 bucks. It's only available for PC. So I am going to straight up recommend this game for $40 if and only if you like hard games and are willing to suffer through a little bit of frustration, a little bit of working together on teams, and maybe even teaming up with people on Discord. If you don't have a group and you don't really want to team up with people, randoms from the internet, and get on a voice channel with them, don't buy this game. In terms of getting a group together and working together to get through like a difficult challenge and really having to coordinate, this game is a masterpiece. I love the horror elements. I love the gunplay. I love all the different options that you have with guns and melee items and tools. I think the lore kind of in the background, I would like a little more story up front. I would like a little more description, but I'm okay with it. This is kind of like Elden Ring. It doesn't matter that the story sucks. The gameplay is so fun and so engaging that everything else doesn't really matter to me. I love this game. I really, really enjoy playing it with a group of four people sitting down for two hours and like, hey, let's just knock out this next run. I'm excited to play it again. I'm excited to play it tonight. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I, I would say this game isn't for everyone. The game isn't too scary so if you're afraid of that it's not that scary it's it's more more co-op-y than it is horror but there are horror elements if this game was in vr it would be absolutely terrifying and i want to see it in vr so bad this would this would be the perfect game to put in a vr space but at 40 dollars, yeah you have to be a person that's up for doing a very difficult game and you need three other people to be up for that as well i'm happy i paid 40 dollars for it i'm going to be playing it again and i will play with anyone who wants to play it's a great game but you have to know that going in for 40 bucks i don't know if i can necessarily recommend it i i love the game i think it's great but for 40 dollars, it's it's a tough one because if you don't have people if you just and if you're like an introvert you don't want to get on discord and don't want to like look for people you are going to have a bad time you are not going to enjoy this game you will hate it it is not a solo game, even with the AI. The AI do not cooperate like a full squad does. It's it's great. It's a good game. It, it's I, I think forty bucks is steep for someone who is trying to think about a game solo. Unless they really update their internal matchmaking through the like game itself, I would say no. I, I would say I wouldn't recommend forty. I would say twenty bucks at this point is my that's my take on it. I think I got this game for twenty bucks on the Steam sale. 
so I basically unequivocally recommend it. I hear what you're saying. It's not great solo. As far as like the atmosphere and just the level design. And if you're if you're looking for a survival horror game, this is the most survival and the most horror I've seen in a game in a long time. It is it's just great. I love every everything about it. I love co-op games. That's kind of my jam. Um, and so that makes this game just even better. But like we've played other co-op games before that were ostensibly playable single player and were way worse than this. Looking at you, risk of rain. So, <laughs> oh my god, I love it. I think forty bucks is a perfectly acceptable price to pay for for this game. All right. Well, there you have it. I think that's going to do it for us here at Hidden Doors and High Scores. Next time, we're going to be talking about Unexplored 2, The Wayfarer's Legacy. A Wayfarer's Legacy? Just Wayfarer's Legacy? Who knows? Find Find out out next. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time, I'm Austin. I'm Garrett. I'm John. And I'm Chris. You can find us at HDHS Gaming on all the social media platforms. Make sure to follow us on Twitter for notifications about um, our episode releases and check us out on Twitch to see what we're going to be playing and talking about. All those links and a link to our Discord will be in the show notes for this episode. Come and join us in Discord and play, you know, a rundown of GTFO with us. Um, we send us questions, comments, whatever you want to do. We hang out and play games there every night, and we like it when people join in. Highly recommend that people keep dibbling those tabs. <laughs>